Welcome to the Dancers Amplified podcast, a growing global alliance of dancers that seek to ignite change within the dance community. Our goal is to fight for social justice by opening up conversations that focus on racism and discrimination towards marginalized individuals within the dance and art community. In order to make progress, it is important to create platforms for creatives to share their hardships and experiences. We seek to motivate the activists of today to become the leaders of tomorrow. Our commitment to impose change while elevating artists is ever-growing. Now, let's turn up the volume. Hello all. I hope everyone is having a nice day. Today, I have the pleasure to speak with a fellow Dancers Amplified member. Lauren Flower is a dancer-choreographer based in Arizona. Their dedication to highlight underrepresented communities within the dance world is so extremely inspiring, and the activism they do to amplify voices of LGBTQIA members through choreography is an important job that deserves space and attention. I hope today's episode inspires you as much as it did me. Enjoy! Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the Dancers Amplified podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be in this space and chat with you a bit. Yes, and happy Pride Month. Yes, happy Pride. Thanks. What what have you been doing uh, this month to um celebrate um honestly just you know spending a lot of time with people in the queer community and uh some new people I've been able to meet here in Arizona um just you know I feel like every day is a day to celebrate pride so exactly yeah you know great way to uh kind of focus back on the roots and just everything within this month and uh work towards keeping all that going. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great month. Lots of fun. That's for sure. And just, I don't know, it feels good to just be fully, you know, I've had a lot of different experiences and just like to be fully out and present and within this pride month is just amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you think that in a way that this month of June is, it's, it's not only a way to celebrate cause you can celebrate every day, uh, uh, pride uh, you know as mm-hmm. as who as who people are but uh it's kind of a a reminder to to emphasize the importance of people um within the community and to kind of um consolidate with with within a group that is that has been marginalized for so many so many decades so many centuries and to to get to the root as well of of why why we celebrate, you know, the, the importance of, of people and who they are. So it's, it's a, it's a good way to, to have a month of this, but also to know and remind everyone that it's every day, you know, it's, it's like any holiday or just every day, every day is a holiday. So just to have this kind of, um, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. Mm -hmm. And, and so you feel like you've yeah. been able to, to, to spend time with people that maybe you haven't before, or are you, are you making efforts to, to meet other people as well to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, I mean, I've been back in Arizona for uh, about a year now and within that kind of trying to see within the queer community here um, okay. and, you know, meet new people and, but I think also just within, uh, you know, my work with queer women dancers and like, that's just really expanded a lot. So being able oh, to tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about that. Yeah. I think so it's kind of full circle. So like last pride, last pride month, um, I created queer women dancers speci- specifically for the Valley industry, uh, to help bring representation and visibility for queer women and non-binary and trans dancers um, into this space and to help honestly like find one another more so also and just so I think the visibility you know yeah yeah the visibility and so I've been able to meet a lot of people even just through social media now and it's just it's beautiful to to see even just like within the year from last pride month to this pride month of that like, expanding and just uh, 
you know, a lot of newness and a lot of new people to connect with. So it's been, it's been fun. Um, you know, talking people to all over, all over the world, new people that I know now in the queer community and in the ballet industry. Uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I kind of hold that really close to my heart too this month. Oh, that's awesome. No, I'm really, th- thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for, for your work as well. That's really awesome. Um, well, I just wanted to know, uh, l- l- tell me a little bit about yourself or your background because we, we haven't really uh, spoken one-on-one ever. Mm-hmm. So we only see each other from meetings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell me a bit about yourself, Lauren. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from California, like central California, and I, uh, mainly grew up in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and that within like ballet, I, I just trained a lot in Arizona. And then I, uh, was with Houston ballet too, for two years. Nice. So I danced there and then that brought me actually back to Arizona and I danced with ballet Arizona for around five seasons. Um, and then after Ballet Arizona, I was most recently with Boston Ballet for uh, about three years. And that was kind of a bit of like my background within my career. And now I am in uh, back in Arizona. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess Arizona just keeps calling my name. He's calling um, your name. It's like you got to be there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh and and now I'm I'm doing a lot of work with uh just teaching and coaching choreographing um awesome. a little bit of a a new a new way in this industry which has been kind of nice actually and and uh, being at the front of the room a bit more which has been a really neat experience for myself. That must be interesting to go from being a dancer full time in the studio you know on the floor and now you're kind of on the chair in the front. Mm-hmm. choreographing and stuff how how is that how did that transformation come for you and how does that feel to be kind of on the other side yeah uh honestly I do really enjoy it I think you know I especially when I started choreographing a bit like at Ballet Arizona and Boston Ballet and I started getting really comfortable with uh that work and and just the create creative side and being in the front and see, being able to really see the dancers is so beautiful and just I don't like I really I do really enjoy that and and bring that into teaching and coaching as well now I've I found a new passion that I didn't really know that I had as much while I wow. was um you know dancing as a dancer so it's been really neat to kind of explore that within my own self and then also just within you know that a lot of the work and, and, and change that, you know, is, is a bit needed within the industry. And so to be a person that can help, um, even where I'm teaching at a local studio in Arizona yeah, to, uh, to kind of work on some of the representation and visibility that I want to make, uh, the forefront has been really great with, uh, my new position of just being teacher, choreographer, all of that. That's awesome. That's really cool. To chore- I mean, to this transformation from dancer to choreographer and teaching is for me. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. fascinating because I also have never considered um, choreographing or teaching actually as a dancer. I was always okay. like, no, I'm a dancer, and then once I stop, I'm done, and I go somewhere else. But now I'm really finding myself. I, I want to choreograph things. I want to I want to create things with other dancers and other bodies. You know, to represent yeah. also things that I feel. You know, it's. It's uh, it's kind of weird. I, I'm just like that's me. I was always like, no, I'm not a choreographer. I'm not a teacher. I'm not no. But I'm just like, oh, I feel I feel this itch to to yeah. do stuff with with uh, youth and also just colleagues as well. You know, it's it's really um, it's I'm yeah. just letting it. I'm just letting it kind of happen to me. So I'm just like, okay, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's no, awesome. but I think that's yeah. I think that's really important though. I, I, sometimes I find that especially from dancer to choreographer, there's, I feel like we, we might put this expectation in ourselves of that. Like you have to be a certain, you have to think a certain way or be a certain way to be a choreographer. And mm. like that ends that like transition. But mm-hmm. uh, honestly, it's just, I find it all just about movement and where, where we find ourselves creating in our own selves and just what yeah. inspires us and like 
what moves us. Exactly. Um, so that's good though. I mean, yeah. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird I'm just like listening to to my intuition. I'm just like, well, if that's what you want to do, Alana, I guess you gotta do it. I'm very yeah. much like okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's that's how it all begins. That's how it all yeah, begins. Like, exactly. But that's really cool that, that you're that you're finding your 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 new skin in this way. Like it's, it's, it's something that's, um, I admire a lot, you know, with people with transitioning through in within their career, Mm -hmm. but still staying within that, uh, within the the world of dance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it kind of took me a little bit of time leaving the ballet world as a dancer and and kind of accepting that there are all these other avenues within it. You know, I think Mm -hmm. we get, uh, and you're so, intensely within the ballet industry as a dancer and as an artist and Mm -hmm. like working for someone in that way and yeah um it can be quite daunting (laughs) going going into it in another in another way but another way exactly mm -hmm. for sure yeah well I want to I wanted to ask you going into into kind of our our topic of today I guess I mean I would like to call it queer women within the dance world because I think it's definitely something mm-hmm. that it's an it's um, it's a subject that's not talked about a lot, uh, mm. and I think you and I could could have a you know we can we can exchange you know and, and to, to to speak a bit a little bit how we feel um, within that subject. So I just wanted to ask you, yeah. um, when was the first time you realized that the dance world, on and off stage, did not cater? Um, nonetheless accept marginalized groups specifically mm. lgbtqia people um specifically women yeah I, I mean i think honestly when i started realizing that i was not straight <laughs> you know I, I think i think when i started to actually be able to tap into my own sexuality um then it was a more of an understanding to me of just how uh lack of representation for, you know, especially within the uh, LGBTQ plus community and women in particular. Um, and uh, it just, yeah, it was really difficult. You know, I, I, I knew probably around like the age of 16 when I was at Houston Ballet and, you know, it was just so apparent that I didn't see anyone like me, like mm-hmm. not even one person I could, th- you know, I look back and I couldn't even, can't think of one person and so I would say within my teens that's when I started noticing just how you know I there's no way I can be gay there's no no possible way I could be a a very feminine presenting ballet dancer and also be gay because I didn't see anyone like me right Um, it's kind of opposite you know like mm -hmm. it, it the ballet world is quite opposite because to be gay is one thing. And then to be like a feminine ballet dancer is, is, com- is, is on the other side of the planet. You know, it's right, just, yeah. it just, you feel like it's, it's not mixing. And, and this whole, um, this whole question of femininity and, and, and queerness as a woman, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely something that I don't think many people, I can assume you can correct me, but have spoken with you about that. In your upbringing, mm-hmm. um, as a young professional and as as a student, um, yeah, as as a dancer, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. And I would say, even yeah, like especially as a student, and you know that those times of you know, you're just discovering so much about yourself, and you're uh, almost like allowing yourself to think deeper, and and you're surrounded by the same people all day. And, you know, and then that was kind of another bit of it. I felt like there was, there was not enough room for me to really be different in a sense. Okay. And I think that has a lot to do with the, the need, like truly the need for more representation. Um, because yeah, like I didn't, I didn't see that when I was kind of questioning uh, my sexuality and, um, so, I mean, honestly, I would say that until this past year with 
uh, queer women dancers and, and beginning to read more articles and or even articles being put out around mm. queer women, non-binary dancers, uh, truthfully, it wasn't really until this year of, of being able to actually visibly see more than, you know, like a hand count. Like I used to only be able to count probably five people right. in my life within the industry that identified as uh, a queer woman or a non-binary dancer. Mm. And um, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful at least today that I can count quite more than, than more my than one him. hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but it, yeah, it's just, but that's kind of like, you know, the, the message right there is just like why it's so important. And it's been, it's been really difficult for, for a lot of people in the community. No, yeah, it's, I think, exactly. I think it's, I think it's, we, we keep saying it's time, it's now. And it's like, that's been, since, since I have basically known about Pride Month, I keep Mm. hearing the same thing. It's time, it's now, we have to open, like, we have to, you know, literally all come out the closet all together. And it's like, yes, there, the, the LGBTQIA plus community is doing their work within their own mental health and, and, and becoming who they are truly, but it, that's mm-hmm. not the work that needs to, to, to be, um, uh, amplified. It's the work of others that need to accept and, and mm-hmm. celebrate to bring in inclusivity within all industries. And we're stuck. We're talking specifically in the dance industry um, this sort of not a welcome mat. I'm, you know, that's, it's not, it's, I'm, I'm not even, I don't think people are even asking that, but it's kind of just this, it, it doesn't even have to be discussed. Like we can just be mm-hmm. represented how we want to be represented and that's it. And the fact that you can say happily, you know, that you don't have to mm-hmm. count on one hand, you can maybe count on two now the people that, that you feel are represented by, by you. It's, it's, um, mm. it's, it's happening for sure. But it's, uh, you know, it, it, the question is, is, is there pushback or is it just that there are not enough people that are being represented because they're not being recognized? That's what I always mm. ask myself. Is it, is it the pushback of no, 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 the tradition of ballet has to be the tradition of ballet and that's how it is. Um, women are feminine, men are masculine and everyone else who, whatever you want to do on the side off off stage is what you do. But for me, Mm -hmm. it's like someone should be on who they are on stage, how they are on the street or how they are with their friends or with their, even their families, you know? And Mm -hmm. there's this, me, I understand as, as a company dancer, I do notice this kind of, um, this way, I mean, also just through history and what I know, and even through school, it's like, okay, you can be who you want to be on, you know, wherever you are with your friends and family, whatever, but on stage, you're this. Mm. And I get it at the same time as we have to be a character because there's also the character development of who we have to represent, like who are, what our roles are. But there are moments, especially these days when it's not all, um, repertoire from the 60s it's it's things that are happening today choreographers that are choreographing today what what you know how they want to to express life today through choreography but when you hear choreographers it's like no I don't want this stuff I want that Mm. you're going to be this um you're going to you're going to represent this type of this gender and I don't care what you do outside Mm. but this is what you have to do and I like we all have succumbed to that for sure. But I, I would love to see characters, character development, like real character development happening by dancers, queer or not mm-hmm. to represent the a, a specific identities. And yeah. that, that is something that I, I really, really can't wait for because I do feel that there's this kind of, there's a pushback. There's a pushback, especially with uh, classical companies where it's like, no, okay. Yes. He's great on point or she's good doing double tours, but we can't, we can't do it. We can't do it because it's just ballet, you know? And it was mm-hmm. like, 
okay, but all these other contemporary companies are switching genders and, and, and women are topless and men are wearing, you know, mm-hmm. are oh, all covered so up. And, and, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of um, just pushing the, the narrative of, of non-binary uh, representation and, and, and experimentation. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. like with, with with more traditional companies, maybe not specifically classic. I just feel like there's this pushback, but there's also um, somewhat of a it's just this traditional. There's there's something of you can't people can't not be traditional, right? You know, well, because that that's when because pe- of because of fear. You know, there's yeah. there's this huge like cloud hovering of all this fear if we were to change um how it's always been you know the i the the conversations around like taking away the history but it's it's Mm -hmm. it's not that it's just realizing where we're at today in society and, and and how much art has evolved and specifically ballet you know it's evolved immensely because it's also evolved with the the artists and so yeah Right. Like I, I hear you, I hear it so clearly when you talk about pushback, because I think that there is an immense amount of pushback um, because of this, this desire to, to really keep the traditions. But I, you know, I think when we look at who our audiences are and, and why, why we create art, you know, there's a big disconnect between that. You know, we, we create art to, to be able to uh, authentically express who we are and to also you know touch another person who's viewing it right 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 yeah so i think you know i i just i wonder like why is there such a big fear is it the fear of of the you know creating more conversation does that does that bring i don't know like does that scare companies to do something different in that way but i think that's why it's exactly what's needed though (laughs) exactly right and i it's funny that i don't know i had this thought while you were speaking about when you want representing people on stage when i think about i don't know i don't know why i'm thinking about young kids because i do think that Mm. we are really speaking for the new generation as I, I just mm-hmm. think of them um you know when you're a kid we have a recital right yes <laughs> we have recitals and I'm just thinking of the word recital we're reciting what we've learned and mm-hmm. we are reciting history but mm-hmm. what history is is not what we are today you know and mm-hmm. to recite something that doesn't represent us yeah. it starts at a young age actually. Cause you say, we say recital mm. as kids and then we say performance or as, as, mm. as, as, as adolescents, as a young adults and then professionals. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we are as young children, they are reciting through their bodies, what they've learned with the education that they've learned. And thankfully they have an education through, you know, with that, mm-hmm. through, you know, but I think it's time for dance schools to allow children to recite their own mm. uh, yeah. who who they are through the technique that should be kept mm-hmm. as sacred, but it's mm-hmm. up to them to represent how they want to represent it. Mm-hmm. Ballet is not that. I mean, there's a huge vocabulary or with contemporary or with jazz or with modern or with anything that, that, that the ch- children want to, to dance as, as young kids. But if, you know, to recite something that you, that, that a young child wants to, to show their parents or to show their friends, they have to do it mm-hmm. because it's what's coming from them. Not just mm-hmm. to be like, you're going to be the, you know, the girl in the tutu, you're going to be the boy in the tights and the, you know, this and that. It's like, Oh, it's so true. I know. Well, I think that's what, I mean, I, I think about my experiences and just, yeah. I, 
yeah, I wasn't even allowed to think anything different. It's that, you know, I was so ingrained. Obviously, like I've been queer my whole life, but I've been so ingrained that like I can only be one way because of what I was being taught or what I was around. And and I think, yeah, like with within schools, it's it's so important that we really look at how things are being um, expressed and taught um, and immersed in, you know, to these dancers. Um, right. Because that's something I really wish that I had a bit differently in a sense of, of language and, and how I can express myself and not be so from the first day I walk into the studio categorized in the, in the structured box because of how I look and how mm. I may be perceived. And I think, especially with kids and uh, even adolescents, it's, there's so much expression and there's so much honesty and, and, and authenticity, yeah. even without yeah. them even like knowing that they're expressing that. And then when you're in something that, you know, really suppresses that a lot, and, and like you're saying with, you know, with like the whole reciting and that aspect of a recital, it's uh, right. Right. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. And I think we all should be thinking about that. Yeah. No, for yeah. The, next, for the next generation to come. And, and also mm-hmm. for us as professionals who are employed and who are trusted to, to say, this is what I Want, this is how I want to be represented on stage. It's how I, mm-hmm. it's how I want to be shown. It's how I want to be seen. It's how I, I feel in, within myself, myself. And I think I think it's up to us to to demand that kind of freedom yeah. within the within the 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 the, the code, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, of of what we're given. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's good to respect. I have nothing against yeah. that. But we are all different and no <laughs> yeah. one, no one is able to, to do the exact same thing that someone did, even if it's the same exact combination. If we have something different to, to, to say because of who we are, we have to say it. And it's our responsibility as professionals, as employees of a company or as freelance dancers to, to be able to do that. And or as choreographers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You listen to yeah. the, to the dancers that you're working with. It's like, how do you want to express yourself? How do you represent yourself? How do you identify yourself on this stage? We don't have to talk about everyday life, but today, mm-hmm. because some people, and maybe as I don't know if you've experienced this as a choreographer, mm-hmm. but do you, I, I? I want this is a question coming out of I don't know where. <laughs> but have you ever have you ever worked with someone or a group of people that you felt that they wanted to represent themselves in a way that they could never on an everyday basis? And did you ever feel like you took this you had to take this responsibility to have them represent themselves in a way on stage and through their bodies and through your choreography that they would never be able to on an everyday basis? Hmm. That's a really good question because I, I, I would say that honestly, I've, I feel like even within my choreography of, because it was primarily within ballet companies that I still felt like I had to maintain a certain structure mm-hmm. of tradition. And I would say until now being a freelance choreographer, I'm even able to explore now within myself and with other artists of, like truly choreographing to one's own authenticity now and, and being able to just create like movement and wow. ask artists. Yeah. Like, do you feel comfortable in this? Would you like to explore this? Would you like to explore this part of who you are, your identity or sexuality? Like how can we create something, right. um, you know, captivating and beautiful with who you are mm. as a person. And I, haven't really felt the full freedom to do that until recently to be quite honest and and so I you know it's I'm even experiencing new a lot of newness within myself as a choreographer and creator to really tap into each individual person um 
including myself, I think it's actually been helpful for me to create a lot more authentically to what I uh, envision and and what I want to explore, Mm. you know, with, with same sex partnering or really like a lot of represent, like true representation of, of all people. Um, So, yeah, I think that's an interesting question because I think that I'm just now experiencing some of those yeah. things yeah. yeah that freedom to to work with others that that you know on a yeah. personal level mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's, and it's, yeah I hope that the ballet industry you know really wants to strive towards working towards that too within queer narratives and you know just the representation that I so wish that I had and still wish I have, <laughs> right, right. Um, to have, to you know, I, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I also, that, that leads me to my next question for you. When, when have you faced adversity in your professional life, your personal life? I mean, I guess we're speaking mostly professionally. Um, and, and, and how did you recover like a moment in, in your life where you, where you face kind of this discrimination or, or um, uh, non-acceptance for who you might have shown yourself to be. And how did you, I don't want to, the word recover is a bit intense, but um, how did you recover, I guess, from the, the pain or humiliation or the, uh, not, the non-understanding of people not accepting who you mm. are? Yeah, um... It's, you know, it's interesting because I I think in a lot of ways, I am really uh, grateful to have not experienced too much discrimination directly towards me while being in the ballet industry. But what I will say is that I have experienced a lot of assumptions. And I think that alone is like very hurtful. To, to myself and yeah. I can think back to experiences of just how you know being in a studio setting with all the other women um and like constantly hearing you know dance like you're dancing for a man to whatever it's like oh, always wow. you always hear that you know like it's always for the mm, man yeah they're like a male game. seduce the man the male game. yeah seduce the man and I'm like that's true yeah like that alone is it's just such a a hurtful thing to experience being someone who I don't even want to think about that but that's exactly like where it goes to always and that like processing that all the time just I felt made me realize like well great like I can't actually be me because this is what's always assumed and if I express myself fully, then what's going to happen? Am I going to be looked at differently? Am I going to be treated differently? Because now you know that I don't feel that. That you don't feel that way. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's, that's difficult to, to... It's difficult to live because to you, you're being yourself. But you have to also mm-hmm. prove to people that that's not who I am. That's not what I want. And by the way, uh, I'm not going to try to seduce a man in my real life. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's difficult. That, that's, yeah. That's a, that's a hard, uh, that's really hard to, to, to cut, not admit to, to someone that's trying to tell you to do that, but it's like, why do I have to even, like, why do I have to even say that? Like, why is there some? Why is there someone saying in the studio, seduce the man, seduce the, you know, like, uh, the, you know, um, please the male gaze? Why? Yeah, why? I don't. Yeah, I, I, I no even idea. even for a a, a a heterosexual woman. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I even, mean, it's like why have to do? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a, a funny thing to ask someone. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree. Like where did that even come from and why? I mean, yeah. 
deeply rooted in, in traditions and historical points but um yeah and you know I I don't know I, I can't say or not say if if anything ever was uh uh what's the word I guess happened to me because of being gay because of identifying as a lesbian and I was very out and open about that right you know I don't like I don't know if any I would I would sure hope not that casting or anything like that were to be an effect of from that but you know I think that's why conversation is so needed so queer women don't assume that that would happen if they come out and being right. treated differently yeah, um, this, this for someone like yeah to think that it's like oh hey if I come out that'll cost me like that yeah yeah Oh wait, okay. I'm like starting to hear. Do you hear any feedback? No. Okay, never mind. I like hear all of a sudden now. I'm like hearing like a lot of fuzzy. Fuzzy. Yeah. Still. Oh, that's a lot better. That's better. I don't know what I closed my other computer. Uh. Okay. Wait. Now it's still a little fuzzy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe fuzzy. it'll. Maybe it'll take it out. I think it will. I think it will. Let me just. Okay. Let me just do something really quick. Yeah. You've been... Pause. I'm going to clap when we get back. Okay. All right, we are back. All right. Okay. Um, my other question was simply, do you feel underrepresented? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would say yes. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Mm -hmm. But there's still such a long way to go. And me personally, I always have felt underrepresented and still today. Um, sometimes I think it's still a conversation that's being tiptoed around. Uh, you know, I, from, yeah, it's tough. It's hard. Like I, I wish, I wish I would say, could say, yes, I feel very represented. I mean, I've been right. fortunate enough to, um, you know, be in different features and, 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 and uh, finally like having, the conversations and, and written pieces around um, just amazing queer women and non-binary dancers in the industry. Yeah. But it's still, it's just not there because, you know, it's for all of us and there's so many of us who are underrepresented. And I take that very uh, wholeheartedly and I feel that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. And that's completely legitimate and it should be heard and mm -hmm. and it's 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 through voices from from groups I think that mm -hmm. that you know being united together that that is that's going to be heard you know this kind of mm -hmm. um, and and that's why I think months like pride month like this month is is created to to kind of really push the emphasis on, on, on representation and where it's almost as if we're allowed <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to say everything we want in one month <laughs> and then <laughs> for people to keep that yeah. throughout the year until like next year we're back. Uh, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to say all mm -hmm. we want to say and then, and then it's down and then it's okay. Just like, just yeah. like black pride, you know, yeah. um, like yeah. three months mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So it's, no, it's so true yeah it needs to be on you know continuous ongoing and yeah you know for for any marginalized group and and 
you know, folks who are a minority in society, it's, it's so important that we, you know, talk about just like allyship and, and just like why it's, it's can't just be people within these communities has to be people outside, um, really doing the work alongside us, right. uh, equally. Right. And, and sometimes even more so too, even um, more. If this yeah. is much passion and, and I don't want to say mm-hmm. desperation, but sometimes it comes to that, you know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. see change now, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even ask where, where are you dancing exactly right now? Oh, I, I'm in Beijar Ballet. So in Lausanne, oh, okay. Switzerland. Okay. And mm-hmm. I have to say that Bejar, he really created, uh, he was queer himself. So he, mm-hmm. he created a lot of ballets that um, represented love stories between two males, mm-hmm. two females, um, uh, trans, transgender uh, females mm-hmm. as well, and trans you know, like mm-hmm. men as well. So I, I really do think that it's something like I, I lucked out in this way to to kind of be in a company where I don't we don't do all the repertoire that he's done. Um, that have these types of characters in it, but I do find myself to, oh, oh, there's two women kissing in this ballet. Oh, there's two men, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, conversating and and falling in love and and wow. together. You know, it's 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 quite normalized with his repertoire that he's been doing from 1960 till till 2005. So that's amazing. I really feel, yeah, it's definitely, um, there's always been this open, open dialogue when it comes to mm-hmm. the choreography with Lawrence Bridget. He was always, uh, he always represented all types mm-hmm. of people. And I, I, I'm really, I'm really proud to, to be associated with that, you know, this kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's cool because I I, I do see I did, I see a lot of, of and it's not just it's not just in your face queerness. It's like it's real mm-hmm. real stories. It's real people. It's not just for show. It's it's. I think he I think it's yeah. people that he knew in his life that he 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 thought of while creating specific ballets or choreographies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, and that's like that's actually a really good point actually that you bring up because I think a lot of times when you know queerness is portrayed, it can be mm-hmm. a lot of times over the top to like make a point. Yeah. Which kind of in my mind defeats the whole point of creating. Uh, of yeah. For shock so, value yeah. and not for for storytelling and thought-provoking moments for people it's just you're like wow it's yeah showy yeah yeah exactly and uh, that's what yeah I I mean that's really amazing that you're in a place like that though honestly I can't I have never seen I've yet to see two females kiss on stage or like see something like that or see a love story of two women um, something passionate not just yeah and not not yeah. towards the male gaze not towards entertainment purposes just just for the mm-hmm. story itself and it mm-hmm. just so happens <laughs> you know <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> yeah 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 that's neat cool yeah it's it's cool it's 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 nice to 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 know that I don't have to fight mm-hmm. for that kind of representation mm-hmm. um and the choices that um they make now with repertoire is not we're not they're not avoiding that it's Mm -hmm. purely just for to to put dancers um to do their best with the technique but yeah there's a kiss here and there or there's you know there's Mm -hmm. there's a story there that 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 just happens that that it's two women or two men or a man and a woman that loves another man and loves another woman it's 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 very you know um it's secondary. Yeah. It's it's not it's not the first thought that I think they have when when choosing a a piece to 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 put on stage. It's like okay, this dancer is going to do this well because they're this you know type of you know, 
yeah. Yeah. Step, but, but the theatrics yeah. of it, it's not like, oh, we're going to, we're going to Lebanon, so we can't have, um, you know, this kind of uh, stuff on stage. It's not, you know, it's not mm-hmm. representing their values. Bejart was, he was like, no, we're going to all these countries. We're going to, we're going to show this. We're going to, we're going to beat this. Um, wow. This norm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real fight of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm Super thinking, neat. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Good. It, it, but it's, I think, I think it's happening. I really do think it's happening. He, he was definitely, um, unlike anyone else uh, from his, from his generation, from his, um, time within the dance mm-hmm. world, even in Europe. But I do think there are people now that are finally just representing different types of lives and, 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 and stories of people or inspired by people that they know without it being an obvious cookie cutter, gay love story type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not that it's more complex. And I even think through cinema as well, things are changing. Yeah. That's, what, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about like media and film and, just you know what the representation has been and what it's leading into now there definitely is a difference um which is great <laughs> you know yeah. just just more real stories that aren't always ending in such uh sadness <laughs> too. Sad, yeah sadness and, and uh, mm-hmm. could you emphasize a bit on the sadness what 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 kind of um what are you thinking about when you say that like, uh, what is the sadness? Is it the the love story that can't happen? What What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like love story that can't happen or just the, there's always a lot of stories of like the pain that queer folks go through, which like, yes, but there's also so much love yeah. and just normalcy and um, that we are like anyone else, but it's, you don't always see that in in film either or just that someone they end up no one can be with each other at the end kind of thing or someone gets sick or just the right yeah I don't know it's just there's very rare of yeah just like a beautiful happy ever after yeah yeah there's always tends to be a lot more tragedy Mm -hmm. tragedy and complication yeah because of of the, the situation between those two people that that maybe are not accepted by mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. or other characters within the story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even by so, themselves. Mm-hmm. That's There's true. also that. There's also that torture. This 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 feeling. Uh, this um. The story of the the tortured uh, person that that won't accept. something about themselves and and they never they never they're never at peace with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I mean yeah I'm just really thinking about that point (laughs) it's it's awful it's awful (laughs) to think about it yeah but you know I mean that's just so I just I would love to just see I would love to see like a new story ballet that has queer representation as a lead, you know, that, that it's, it's a beautiful love story. Like the many very heterosexual love stories that there are in classical yeah. ballet. Um, I would love to see some, some different stories within that. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and you as a, a queer woman, how do you feel? Like, I, I know you already mentioned a bit of, about an experience that you, that you had where, they, they wanted you to to um, think of the man uh, and, and how you they wanted you wanted him to fall in love with you with this kind of this kind of story. But when you think about other ballets like classical mm-hmm. ballets, Giselle, La Bayadere, Ramonda, Pelia, Pequita, all these all these um, yeah. ballets, what how how do you feel now today as an educated woman? Mm-hmm. Um, with her experiences and everything, 
what what makes you what do you see within the repertoire of the past and how you are today do, what what do you have to say to these um these old ballads yeah i mean i would have to say that it's you know it's it's really important that we rework <laughs> rework some of these um because i think i i could have been me a lot earlier on in the industry and um when I think about it now and I think about where I am today and these ballets that just continue to really push heteronormativity down and just like societal issues also it's um it can be kind of painful honestly it can be kind of like uh I feel like we just go back we're always going backwards instead of moving forward Mm-hmm. and um that's how i just feel with when a lot of these classical ballets are continually uh repeated you know i, th- I think there's space for for a lot of new or just even making changes little changes or like ad- you know adaptations of, of of different characters i think that could be really cool and like when new movies are like rebooted and they make it different yeah, I think that's something that could be done with these classical ballet uh, stories and like story tales. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know. I, I think me being so finally like in my body and, and embracing my sexuality and everything, I, it, I honestly like have a hard time watching these ballets the same way as I thought I could when I was younger. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not moved the same way and and not to say that's just because I'm queer, but just because I literally don't see anyone like me and I can't live what they're, what they, what they're living in this story. It's not, it's not, it's not your experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think there's just a lot of ballets that are just catered towards one experience, one person's experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and, and um, yeah, for sure. And and when when we think on a, we can think of it through a, the someone through queer eyes, and also someone through a, as as a feminist as well. When you think about Giselle, you think I mean it's she's just crazy. That's how it is. Or you think about the Bayadere, and it's like, well, she's depressed, so she's going to be bit by a snake and it's, you know, it's too bad for her because he's going to go with the other girl and it's, she's going to just be sad. You know, it's just, there's so much baggage that women have to go through. And it's like, what if, Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when you speak about, you know, ballets being rebooted a bit, like I count on the new choreographers of today, Mm -hmm. classical, neoclassical, contemporary, whatever, recreating Swan Lake or recreating, you know, by Adair, for instance, and just being like, no, we're going to add another story. Nakia's not going to die. She's going <laughs> to go with yeah. another woman. She's going to get Gamzati and it's going to be like, yes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like, I think about this and I'm like, you can have so many alternate endings to these like tragic female uh, experiences that are just there. It's like almost not necessary. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. so bad and then then like it's like the men just like they they get out scot-free it's like i don't know what happened to her she's crazy yeah uh i just didn't choose her and that's just how it is mm-hmm. i'm just the prince i have no other right? job like, other than that <laughs> it's like yeah it's, it's, it's like it's what funny. i i know yeah. but yeah i mean i think about that a lot with giselle yeah that's you know, a very just such tragedy <laughs> tragic um yeah i just right i yeah well speaking of giselle actually i uh i don't know, do you know who katie pile is katie pile no i can pronounce her last name they um they're the founder of ballets in new york and um they're they pretty much just redid a whole what was it Giselle of loneliness I need to double check on the name 
but it was really amazing. They revamped Giselle and um, it's a, it's a company for queer individuals, trans, non-binary, um, everyone within the community. And it was kind of like that, like a reboot of, um, you know, and, and different storytelling within Giselle. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, so it just made me think about that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Is that, is that going to be shown soon or yeah, is it already? It's live at the Joyce. Um, it was uh, recently featured in a New York Times article around like queer representation. Oh wow! Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'll have to forward you that. <laughs> yeah, forward me that. I can put it in the yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's awesome. But well, so slowly but I'm, surely. I... <laughs> what? I said slowly but surely. We're getting there. Yeah, exactly. Slowly but surely we're getting there with the representation when it comes to, to this and, and and feeling you know feeling welcomed and 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 represented and and honored and respected. You know, it's all of those things. It, it, it it's it's different it's different faces of the coin. You know, it's it's it, we can we can feel represented but out of out of necessity they, they, they need to do it like like uh they need to do it in order to fill you know a, a, an obligation that they've been told to to represent uh, this you know types of people but it's like also the respect and the the voluntary you know need to to represent this type these types of people and and and, and to represent us you know it's not just this okay, we're going to fill the, the quota of how we should represent LGBTQIA, people of color, because we have to do it. It's like, no, mm-hmm. like you want to feel like you're wanted for who you are. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's way more internal. Yeah. In that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I really want to see that um, progress. For sure. Yeah, it's it's needed. You know, we, we definitely want it, but it's also very needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do you have any, do you have any projects that you're working on now um, that you can know about or, or look forward to? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be choreographing uh, in the newer uh, contemporary company in San Diego, California this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Rosenbox Project. And Rosenbox. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to, for the first time, really tap into a longer piece really around just like human connection and and, and different love stories and different how we just see humans and, you know, just how we are authentically. And um, so I'm really excited to begin creating on on them and uh, just, yeah, finally really, I think, fully create me like mm. from me I guess amazing. And, that's amazing and uh thanks and just uh you know highlight highlight the beauty of queerness as well it's it's a lot of what I'm wanting to uh focus on um, yeah so just doing that and um I'm also doing a little bit of choreography for uh a new organization that my friend uh, Atlanta Ballet has started Ooh. called uh Artist Climate Collective so it's um in help of bringing conversation around climate change and um <clears throat> they work with other organizations uh in help with that so uh Artist Climate Collective is doing a film project um, coming up so I'm choreographing for that as well um, so I'm excited awesome. to awesome. continue that work too yeah yeah so I will be filming in Arizona up north in the mountains a bit but uh, um, he is in Atlanta uh, Atlanta okay. Valley okay all right okay oh, great yeah yeah That's awesome yeah thanks so excited for you and, and your journey and everything that you're going to be doing and finally doing something that you feel that you can you can really 
you know, stamp your name on it. Like this is me, Lauren Flower, being yes. <laughs> truly and completely myself mm-hmm. and who, who I am. And that's amazing. As a dancer, as a choreographer. And I hope to do the same at some point. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> we well thank you. We'll well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and, and we'll see each other in the next meeting, right? <laughs> yes. Like, see my see my schedule to die down a little bit here. Yeah, I know. It's been a bit wild. But That's yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me. And it's thank you, lovely thank to you. chat. Thank you for tuning in to Dances Amplified. Your continued support and engagement with our work is the fuel that keeps this engine ignited. Come join us on dancersamplify.com and discover many ways to engage with our activist community. And remember always, we know our power, grace, and flexibility. Our intellect reaches beyond our bodies, the studio, and the stages on which we present our work. Artists are at the forefront of change. Now is the time to tondu the work. <laughs>